Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man whose go-to song request in an Uber is Goosebumps by Travis Scott. Brandon Siegel, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. First of all, that, that wasn't the song, the first song that I recommended well, you, in our Uber. That was your second song, man. Right? Yeah, it was my was third the, song. Third. Oh, third yeah, song. it was okay, the third okay. song. So it, we're not going to talk about the first two songs because they are not appropriate for this podcast. Um, but I, I had two funnier songs. But yeah, Goosebumps is a great song, and I will stand by it. One, it is such an amazing song. I'll stand by it. Is that. that like one of your favorite songs ever? Yeah, yeah, it's up there. Yeah. There's, there's a couple. There was like some others I was thinking about. I was trying to think of something creative, but like, but uh, who, who you played your, you were just like favorite song. So I was like, you know, whatever, put my favorite song. But we actually, as you can tell, probably sound a little bit different because we're all here together in Chicago. We came to visit Trevor, and we have two other members to introduce before we talk a little bit about the Chicago trip. Um, of course, the third member of this podcast. Um, some would say their least favorite. I, I personally would. Some would say their their absolute favorite on the podcast and is essential. Uh, those people, I don't know what you're thinking exactly, but this is of course Ben O'Brien. Ben, how are you? You're you're like five inches away from me. How are you feeling right now? I'm gonna scoot over a little bit away from you now that you said that. So the way you just said that was kind of creepy, but yeah, I, I mean, I would I would argue that most people would say I'm the the, the best member of the podcast. <laughs> if I had to say, so why don't myself, you pat yourself but... on your back a little more? You know. I mean, I, I think I'm the best one on the podcast. So oh wow! It is what you're it not is, Team but... Trevor anymore. I'm always Team Trevor. He's 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 a he's a distant number two. I would say a distant number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just kidding. I, I think fair kidding. enough. I think I actually agree. No, I, I disagree. I think I'm the worst one. <laughs> Josh, I mean, I, Josh, what do you think? What do you well, think? Well, hold on. We gotta introduce. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, go ahead. We're also here with Josh Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on again. There's two things though. Number one, you know, as a AWL award-winning listener, as some of you may know, yes, uh, Ben O'Brien to my right, the greatest member on this podcast. Oh. Um, I agree. Uh, spoke about golfing last episode, and I remember Ben, your January, uh, your your New Year's resolution was to golf once a month. How's that been? <laughs> you you <laughs> took it down actually. You, you've done the opposite. I shut up, Josh. <laughs> I, I have not followed and through on that. Also, though, uh, so this might have snuck under the rug here. I want to throw a little shade on my boy Noah Barrison now. You oh know, yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Let's know, hear it. It, it came let's on hear the last it. episode. I'm live in person here. Noah, we of course love you, but. You know that was that was a low blow last time. I didn't appreciate that. Um, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, today. Wait, what, wait, I what forget he what he said. When he was he on just the threw, podcast, he just threw some shade. You know. Are you? Yeah, yeah, he was just saying like he was talking about how he was like the best podcast. You guys are both wonderful. Oh, like, oh, he said he was like the best guest. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, no, no encyclopedia today. We're just here to talk about our good time this week and uh, whatever else these three fine gentlemen in front you, of me have you, planned. You like seriously kept the receipts from? Yeah. Well, so he told me. He oh called me. He called me like. A day after God Award winning listener, you know? And he goes, this dude, Noah! Yeah, you did <laughs> I did do that. You was pissed. But look, we're all here together. This is sadly our final day together. We'll be leaving soon. Um, but we all came to Chicago, Trevor. This has been like a long time in the making. We, we've been planning this for months. Yeah. We're all here in Chicago. We, we had a great time. I mean, at least I had a great time. I absolutely. Absolutely. We definitely did a great time. And for me, it's just like the fact that I got like all three of you guys to come. Uh-huh. We planned this out. Because it's so hard. It's so hard to figure it's out really like, tough. getting you know everyone to take off work at the same time and f- scheduling out like a few days, like weekend where we can all get together. So it was great, and I loved every minute of it. Yeah, and we did we did a ton of great stuff. We we honestly did touristy stuff. We went to Al Cheval, which is like we the did. famous burger place. We did. What, it, what, what were your thoughts on it? So so here's here's the thing. I I liked it. I'm in no way saying I didn't like it, but I thought it was a little overhyped. I'm gonna be honest. I let I, I look I'm, I'm I mean, just being an honest critique here, but I don't need that look. The burger was good, not amazing, but it was really good. Their fries though <laughs> were really, really good. Yeah. 
And I, what did I give it? Like an 8.8, eight, 8.7? Eight, eight, I think you said eight, something eight. like that. 8.8? Eight, eight? Yeah. yeah, so like it was an 8.8. I don't know, Ben, did, what did you think? Is it, am I, am I, I off thought, base? I mean, I thought it was amazing, right? Like, it's for me, it's very hard to... Like, it was so hyped, and I was so excited for it, and I was kind of expecting for it to be a little bit disappointing. But I mean, dude, I had three patties on a burger. Like, it was so good, and the flavor was so good. And yeah, the fries were amazing, but... I don't. And something about like... It, it's very small and it's like it's like a legit diner right like they, they, they cook right behind the counter tiny. it's like it's just like a I don't know it's very authentic see the whole place yeah it's yourself. very authentic yeah. it's very cozy um, I thought it was great I thought it lived up to the hype one thing that I think goes into Brandon's over, you know rating as well as maybe overhypeness you know we did have a two hour wait for this burger yeah yeah you know and I know as, 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 as restaurant and burger enthusiasts here we, you know we taken uh, not just the burger as we mentioned the fries uh, everything included you know I, I would put it as my number three burger. Right? There's two spots in Cleveland that I, I, I would give better get better critique to, but I want I need you guys to come with me to those places before I talk like too much about it. Because Josh, who, who obviously lives in Cleveland with me, hasn't been there. And when you come back home to visit, we're going to go to at least one of them. Yeah, 100%. We have to. Yeah, I mean, 100%. And just for context, for those out here that maybe you've never heard of Ocheval, Ocheval is like largely considered one of the one of the best burgers you can get in the United States. Like mm-hmm. it's in a lot of different like websites, you know, uh critic reviews, magazines, whatever the case may be. So it's regarded as like a really great burger and I really liked it. I would give it at least a nine, maybe nine point five. Like I loved it. I don't know if it's the best burger I've ever had. Yeah see that's that's um, I think that's why like my that's why I was like I think it was a little overhyped because it definitely wasn't the best burger. Just I've because but it, it was, was really, so really high. Good. It's like yeah. it's yeah. like again it's like when you're a basketball player like and you're so over like LeBron James. You're so hyped, and he's obviously he lived up to it. But then we've seen other players like Amani Bates. Also, like the hype is so insanely high, right. it's just like nearly impossible to actually live up to it. Um, and I think that's kind of the case with Ocheval. Still amazing burger, like incredible. Yeah, very flavorful. Really um, and I really liked it. But we, you know, we had a lot of other things on the trip that we did. We went yeah. to a Cubs game yesterday. We went to a Cubs game. That was but really I want to point out, I, I. As we know on this podcast, I don't like baseball. The MLB sucks. However, <laughs> however, going to baseball games, elite. Like, yeah. so fun. They're so enjoyable because you can just hang out and talk. You got you got some stuff in the background. It's, it's a wonderful experience. Getting a couple of hot dogs in the system. I mean, it was it was excellent. And can we talk about, Ben, but we need to talk about the Cubs system of ordering food. Because it was phenomenal. If no one's been to a Cubs game, at we I mean, we were we were up in the up in the stands because you know it don't really matter what we're sitting. But they had like this scan system where you put your food on the thing and it scanned it. And I, it, it, it was, was quick too. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you put it down and within within three seconds it tells you what you had and it tells yeah. you what your price is. I mean, it's so efficient. I've never seen anything. They had like water it. bottle refill stations like, and we were smart. We bought water bottles beforehand. Josh, you you, you didn't make the great decision of buying that two dollar water beforehand. He bought one in the stadium. Yeah, he, <laughs> he bought one in the stadium. But you could just refill. I mean, I refilled like four times. Yeah. It was, it was 90 degrees, but I, we were chilling up. We were under the awning. Yeah. Great experience. Ben, big, big shout out to Ben, because Ben bought these tickets for us. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just two words, you're welcome. Yeah, um, so, I mean, we had, and we didn't even talk about the Uber driver we had. Oh, my God. Okay, we need to, we need to talk about this Uber driver. We, we last night, we, we, we were, you know, coming home from the bars, um, and we get this Uber driver named Muhammad. Big shout out to Muhammad. If somehow you're listening to this podcast... <laughs> I, I want you to understand, we talk about you for hours after. We love you. Mohammed, I think we all would like you to be our godfather. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what we're talking we, about. So, so for people who obviously don't know Mohammed, we, we need to talk about this a little bit. We got in the car. 
Muhammad was showing us magic. He was vibing with us. He get, get, get wanted song requests. Played karaoke. He, yeah, we, we, we were singing and stuff in the car. He, he showed us multiple magic tricks. Not while we, well, I mean, maybe while we're driving. I mean, Uber don't listen to us. <laughs> but, but he did one after. He, he did one after. And he was just such a pleasant driver, an amazing experience. I, I, I wanted to give him my whole bank account. I felt like that was a reasonable <laughs> thing to give him. But, Muhammad, if you're somehow listening to this and found our podcast, we absolutely love you. Like, yeah. we just love you. I mean, he was definitely the greatest Uber driver I've ever had. <laughs> Easily. He had 6,000 drives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like 6,000 like drives. like four years. He's got a successful business under his belt. I, I Look, <laughs> I... I I think Muhammad's the greatest human being that's ever lived. I'm just being honest. I think there's nothing, not much more to say about it. But yeah, we had a great Chicago trip. Trevor, thank you for hosting us. Big, big thank you. Trevor did a great job planning the trip, uh, planning spots to go. We would have been completely lost without you. I would have loved to see like just the three of us, us three idiots, just like figuring oh, out what, what it would have been. Well, I mean, my dad's from here. I was. I'm yeah, familiar. But, but that's not the point. The point is we're all stupid. So like, it would have been interesting <laughs> to like watch no, us like no. get around and do our own thing. But. Uh, this, this is actually a sports podcast, so you know, maybe we can get a little bit into sports. Let's start off here. Um, we, we had some really tragic news. I think this all was very, very sad. Unfortunately, we were unable to watch this player play as he you know, he lived a, a long life, but mm-hmm. uh, tragically, Bill Russell did pass away, and we just wanted to kind of comment on it as he is a legend yeah. um, of the NBA and basketball in general, you know, a true trailblazer. Um, and, I mean, not only that, he's a one of the best basketball players to ever play the game. Yeah. Super impactful. So, Trevor, uh, pass it to you. Uh, you know, we won't spend too much time on this. We don't want it to be, like, sad. It's, you know, yeah. It's a sad podcast, but we did want to mention uh, this for sure. No, but for sure. But it's been it's been great to see, like, so many people, like, celebrating, you know, all of the things that he accomplished throughout not only his NBA career, but outside of NBA as well. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, he was very active in, like, the civil rights movement in the 60s. In 2009, he was given the, uh, I think it's the Presidential Medal of Freedom by Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. So he just, like, consistently, uh, throughout his life, he was always very active, like, for social issues and all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, back, like, I think he even, like, sat out of a game one time in 1961. So very active in terms of that. And as far as his basketball career, I mean, like, 11-time champion. He won 11 championships in 13 seasons. Um, obviously, he's known for being a great defender, really great shot blocker, um, you know, averaged a ton of rebounds per game, and kind of like the ultimate winner. Um, so, Bill Russell, he was an incredible player. You know, I, I tried to look at YouTube, you know, through the years when I was younger, I'd always try to go on YouTube, like any little tiny Bill Russell clip I can find, and it's usually like little snippets. It's not a lot, um, but it's definitely um, so great to kind of. Uh, celebrate Bill Russell for the player he was and just the person he was because he was an incredible person. I mean, so many people yeah. uh, talk about that. Obviously, we're too young to have really known him super well, but um, just like it's, it can't be under overstated how great of a person and um, obviously player he was as well. Yeah, and that, that's one thing I wanted to talk about is I think, you know, obviously this is a sports podcast. We want to talk about his basketball career, but I mean, he, he was an incredible human being who did an enormous amount of good in the world and for the world, you know, and I think it's like a good thing to live by where like you want to put some good into the world like before you leave it. And I think Bill Russell did a fabulous job of that. Ben, final thoughts on Bill Russell before we kind of move on. Again, we don't want to be like too sad, but it was definitely something important to talk about. Well, again, like we don't really know Bill Russell, the basketball player, because we never saw him. So like to me, he was always just the dude that you saw like when the team won a championship and he was just like the old dude chilling on the stage. So like, like, it's like sad to like think that he's not going to be there anymore because that was really the only time I ever saw him. 
right? And he's like, you know, he's always funny. He's got a great personality. People love talking to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sad, but again, like, I mean, he's one of the best players ever. So he, he obviously had a fantastic life. I mean, if I lived 88 years old, I'll be pretty happy. So um, great player. It's sad to not see him there anymore, but I mean, I don't think he'll be forgotten anytime soon. He, he left a pretty big legacy on the game of basketball. Definitely not. I mean, you could see, tell, like, anytime you would see, like, LeBron talking to Bill Russell or, like, Kobe, or it, Kobe yeah. just, like, the big smile so on their face talking to Bill Russell. He's just insanely beloved, so rest in peace to Bill Russell. Um, let's keep on moving on here, though. Talk about probably not as great of a human being. Uh, actually, definitely not as great of a this human is, being. This is a terrible transition. <laughs> this is not a good transition. <laughs> it's but, not, it's not. Um, we did get some major news for the Browns, Deshaun Watson. Uh, his uh, the independent judge at the NFL and NFLPA appointed uh, Sue, I think it's L. Robinson, Sue L. Robinson, or J. Robinson, um, who is a previous federal judge, gave Deshaun Watson six games as a suspension, um, which the NFL was going to obviously immediately appeal that. So we they've started the appeal process on that. Um, I don't think we need to go into detail. I think we would all agree that he should he deserves more than six games. Um, I think the more interesting thing that we should talk about is this effect on like the Browns and what we think is going to happen. Yeah. So Trevor, let's start with you. What do you what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I mean, so with the Browns, like you know, Deshaun Watson, he's out for six games, and honestly, regardless of like what I think should have happened, I'm honestly I wasn't surprised by six games at all. It, like, in here, here's I thought the thing, it was about what I expected. Like I don't think this should be understated. Is Sue Robinson, I think, did a great job, really, really great job. And she she said in a report like it's it, it's it's clear something happened. And but by the book, six games always need to be given. And I think if if, if she like did not play it by the book and was like this is what I think, he would have gotten way more games. Because like yeah. I mean, we can all understand that like he deserves to be if not indefinitely suspended, suspended for a while. Yeah, I mean, because it's because it's weird, right? Because you look at like these other suspensions and you yeah. compare it to like. Um, well, I, I shouldn't bring my bias takes, and I was going to like, bring up, like, the flight gate and stuff, but, like, when you compare it to, like, stuff like that, it's, like, ridiculous. How do you make a comparison? Or, like, so, or, like uh, gambling. Who is well, it? Yeah, Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Ridley. So, yeah, he I was mean, gambling, which, like, who cares? Like, I mean, in so my like, opinion, at least. It's just know. interesting <laughs> to me that, like, with the stuff that's happened to Sean Watson, that is not as more, like, outlined as yeah. gambling is. Yeah. Which is just, like, yeah, crazy. That's true. That, I mean, one is very clearly a way harsher, you know, oh, uh, yeah. but, you know, it's, that they it's did. weird. Yeah, it's, just it's very weird. weird. So um, I, I mean, we, obviously all. I mean, everyone just like it's. I'm kind of like almost sick talking about this at this point. Yeah. And I, you know, what's interesting is I hate Browns fans so much, but I've seen so many Browns fans take really good stands on this. Of just like, oh yeah, yeah, we're not messing with him at all. Like, and I, I think it's okay to want to root for the team, but it's, it, it's, it's pretty defeating to see you know your team, you know, give this guy two hundred thirty million dollars fully guaranteed. Yeah, I think you know, so. After too. all these horrible allegations that he has against him. Yeah. Um, so, I don't want to see how that pans out. We'll see if he ever plays. Maybe he plays the first game of the year. We have no clue. Yeah, I agree with that. But then, like, so back to, like, with the Browns, actually, like, the games he's missing. So, he's missing Panthers, Jets, Steelers, Falcons, Chargers, Patriots. So, I mean, yeah, like, without him, as far as, like, what we've seen from him in the past, obviously, that that's a hit to the Browns, you know, if they're... If they're playing, uh, what Jacoby Brissett is that probably who's their starter is going to be? I yeah. guess. And I so, actually, I actually know. really don't mind. I mean, he's not going to be a good yeah. starting quarterback, he, but he's not a horrible backup at all. Yeah, he's not a horrible backup. He had like an okay year, um, yeah. you know. But I think I think last year then it got worse. There were a couple games. I think he he played like when one or two games with the Dolphins. I want to say it wasn't great. So. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really feel great about these first six games with the Browns. Probably get off to a little bit of a bad start, but then maybe, who knows? Maybe they can get it back together 
by the end of the season. Obviously, AFC North, a very tough division, though. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll be going over that later. But, you know, I think that's a good transition is to get to kind of our main topic for the day um, and talk a little bit about our next division. So our next division we have coming up here uh, is, an, is an interesting one, I, mm-hmm. I think. You know, it is. it has your favorite player in it. Um, does. I, I not your favorite team necessarily, but it, it it is a division that somehow like it's interesting. Brady just enters divisions and they get worse. Like the division just gets worse. So we're, we're they're running from him. They're running away. They don't want to be. Well, I mean, like he no, was in the, the East and they, he left right when they got good, and then maybe he maybe this is the uh, the maybe this is what we should talk about is that Brady runs away from competition because <laughs> it seems like yeah, yeah. So yeah he's great, in the NFC South now. Brees retired pretty much right when he got there. Uh, right? It was it or one year? The year, yeah, the year yeah. after. Yeah. So I mean, and now we have the the Panthers, Falcons, and Saints. None of which really have a starting quarterback, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I personally, I think we should talk about the Tom Brady the fake retiring and running away from competition. I think that's, that's <laughs> you see LeBron. He went to the Lakers. He's like, I'm just gonna go to this 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 uh, this garbage fest of a team that has no clue what they're doing in in the hardest conference. <laughs> and uh, see what happens. And, you know, he won one. So, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm obviously joking. We're going over the NFC South today. Yeah. Buccaneers, Saints, Falcons, Panthers. Um, so who do you who do you want to start with, Trevor? Which, which team do you want to start with? Um, I think we should start with the favorite and the team that I think maybe all of us will probably pick to win the division, and that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year finished 13-4. and four. Um, Obviously had the exit against the Rams, um, the eventual Super Bowl champion. Sorry to mention that, Ben. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, the Rams were the team they lost to. They were they were down big in that game. They made a comeback, couldn't quite uh, see it through. But this was a Bucks team that last year preseason I thought it was going to be very very good. Like I thought they were going to get back to the Super Bowl. I thought they, based on on paper the roster they had at the time, I very much thought they had a chance to repeat as champs last year. Obviously that didn't happen. It's very hard to repeat as champions. And um, we saw some more injuries. Obviously the Bucks were a team that the year they won the Super Bowl, they were very healthy. They got very healthy at the right time. They were playing their best football at the right time. And this past year was kind of the opposite. Like they got injuries at the wrong times and their offensive line started playing pretty bad. The secondary had issues and um, you know, obviously they, they couldn't get it done last year. Going into this year, obviously you look at like the Bucks offense, first of all, you you lose Gronk. Um, we just saw they signed Julio Jones. Obviously they still have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph, they got him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they got, you know, Godwin coming off the ACL, so you know, hopefully that's uh, he get, has a really strong recovery and he's able to come back to full strength. Um, if he needs to, like he, for for me with Godwin, take as much rest as you need to during the regular season because I want to make sure he's he needs to be fully healthy like come playoff time. But the offense will still be really good. Again, it has Brady still has some really good weapons. Um, and the running back situations, it's okay. Um, I'm just the offensive line. I'm worried. You know, obviously. Ali Marpet just retired. Uh, they got an injury with uh, the center, Ryan, Ryan Jensen. Former Raven, one of my favorite Ravens. That <laughs> man is an animal. Yeah, so Jensen, you know, so we'll have to, you know, kind of track his recovery. But that's that's one of the things I'm really worried about. I'm worried about the offensive line, and I'm also still worried about the secondary, which I usually am. The secondary is usually one of the areas that I usually criticize the most um, on, you know, some of the teams I watch. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting with the Bucks. I don't think they're going to be as quite as I don't think they're gonna be quite as good as they were last year to be honest just like looking at the roster right now um but in the NFC which is a weaker conference 
they're still probably like the third best team in the NFC, maybe even second best team. I think they're behind the Rams and depending on like the 49ers and Packers, they're kind of in that mix, but they're not as good as the Rams. So we'll have to see how it plays out. Um, but again, in this week division that we're going to continue to talk about, they're going to win the division. Um, their over-under is 11.5, which I think is a very good over-under. I think they're going to be right around, I mean, it's either going to be 11 or 12 games, I would say. Uh, what do you think, Brandon? Uh, so I agree with a very large amount of what you said. I This, in my opinion, so this is Brady's, what, third year in Tampa? Third, third year in Tampa. This is, in my opinion, the worst team he's had, but not by a lot. I'm not saying, like, it's, like, one team he had was a nine, and this one's, like, a five. It's very, very close. But you can see this team, it's been relatively the same all three years. It's been very, very similar all three years. Uh, they've gotten some really good pieces. They've lost some pieces. It's, you know, it's a tough sport. Uh, in terms of bringing people back. This year, they, they had some key additions. Kyle Rudolph is a big addition with Gronk leaving, although I don't think Gronk was a big exit, in my opinion. He's just hurt all the time. You look at their defense. Their defense relatively the same, but they signed Akeem Hicks, who I love. Um, but they who did they lose? And Dominic Sue? Uh, yeah, 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 I think so, yeah. So, to me, it seems like they lost some, they gained some. The offensive line losing uh, Kappa, right, to the, uh, the Bengals. Um was a big loss, mm-hmm. um, but they got Shaq Mason in his place. It seems like they are keeping the same team from last year, and last year's team, to me, is not a Super Bowl winning team. It's like a top five to seven team, but it's not a Super Bowl winner. Yeah. I agree with you. Last year, they won 13 games. This team, to me, is around that same number. Their over-under was 11.5 here. Yeah, 11.5, winning 13 last year. I definitely see them hitting the over, but I don't see them— Like This team is in no way better than the Rams. This team is a step down from the Rams, in my opinion, and a step down from a couple AFC teams uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, and again, I, I think it shouldn't be understated. Uh, Tom Brady is one year older. He is 45, 46, whatever he's at. In no way am I saying he's going to be worse because of that. Um, but as the offensive line gets injured, Ryan Jensen is a huge injury. That is a max contract yes, guy absolutely. Um, who is just an absolute animal, one of the best centers in the league. This is a very thin O-line unit. Not a lot of depth here. Um, if they get one, maybe two more injuries, I, I, I worry very much for this team. Uh, ben, we'll throw it over to you next. What do you think about Buccaneers? I mean, Tom Brady has always relied on offensive line play because yeah. he can't make plays for himself with his legs. He is an what athlete. talking about? No. He's an athlete, Trevor. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but he can't make plays with his legs. So having that issue on the offensive line potentially could cause a lot of problems for them. I still think, I mean, again, they're, they're in a bad division. They're in a bad conference. The NFC is far uh, inferior to the AFC, but I still I still expect them to get double digit wins. I mean, eleven and a half. I'll I'll, I'll say eleven. I don't think they'll hit over. Um, I have no idea what their schedule is. I'm not going to act like I know what their schedule is. But I mean, they're, they're, their division, they got six games. That they're going to I mean, win out with six. Games. They should, but yeah. you never know. I mean, it's the NFL. Schedule, but their division's very easy. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, they're still a good team. I'm not, I'm not that worried about them. They will make the playoffs. They will probably win the division. They will have a home game. I also want to point out, we've talked about the Rams way too much this episode already, so I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to allow that word to be said anymore because we're not even talking about I'm the I'm now going to mention the Rams in some way. There, the there's the no reason why we should be talking about them. We talk about them way too much Who? as it is. What team? Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so, I mean, in terms of the, again, like like you said, Tom Brady's a year older, yes. Um, he's, I mean, he, he's smart, so he's still going to be able to make plays. Um, but again, that offensive line, that is an issue, and if that continues to be an issue for these Buc- for this uh, Bucks team, then I really can't see them winning the Super Bowl because it's such an important position, and it's even it's magnified with Tom Brady again because he can't make plays with his legs. So it's interesting to watch at or look at, and I'm excited to see how he handles that because 
he has a lot of adversity going into this season that I feel like we have not seen him have in the last couple of years in terms of the talent around him. I still think he's a great player. He's a great quarterback. I think he can win with the people around him, but it's going to be interesting. And yes, like I said, the, the division's bad, but they have a lot of adversity. So I think he can handle it, but I'm excited to see how he handles it. It's definitely going to be interesting. I think this is going to be a very big make-or-break year for Brady. Uh, I I was surprised when he came out of retirement, the little diva he is, just, you know, retiring <laughs> no. for 20 days. No, you retired for a month, and then he came back. Yeah, so what? I, so I'm, I'm interested to see. I, I think this will be his last year. If he, Obviously, if he wins, I think it will definitely be his last year, but I think no matter what, it's going to be his last year. I think, in my opinion, this team, not that they regressed, but they are not as good as they were last year. Um, and... It, it, just based off of injuries already, Jensen being hurt is a big blow. Their offensive line was quite healthy for a lot of that year last year. Um, Not and, then, but but yeah, like yeah. to start the year. Yeah. They had injuries, especially towards the end. Like they had a lot of secondary injuries. Um, receivers seemed to be hurt like the entire year. Everyone was kind of dealing with stuff. And that's another thing I think we could talk about quickly is Evans and Godwin uh, notoriously have injuries all the time. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think th- this is the type of team where they can easily have a season like last year's Ravens. Like, that that could easily be something that happens. They stay healthy. They're going to be one of the better teams in the league. Um, and, you know, we'll have to see. Let's move on here to the New Orleans Saints, who finished in second last year, 9-8. and eight. Um, And they have relatively the same team, but they've had some interesting storylines this offseason. We've seen Trevor Penning, their first overall pick, uh, not their overall pick, their their first round pick from Northern Iowa, um, the offensive lineman left tackle, uh, who apparently has not been a good teammate. He started fights in three practices and got kicked out. Um, He's listed on the depth chart not even as a starter. Uh, And this is an offensive line that is really good. Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, Michigan guy, of course. Um, Ryan Ramzak, wonderful player. Uh, they got Jarvis Landry on their offense. Chris Olave, they've revamped the receiving core. Uh, Adam Trotman, the Dayton prospect, um, who played last year as their starting tight end. I like him a lot. You look at their defense, and we have some playmakers on defense. They signed Tyron Matthew, huge signing. Of course, have Marcus May, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Cameron Jordan, uh, Pete Warner, Demario Davis, Zach Vaughn, uh, last year's draft pick out of Wisconsin. So they have players on this team that are good players. I don't think this is an awful team. I think their offense even took strides. Can they put it all together with Jameis Winston? Can Jameis Winston stay healthy? You know, those are the questions. If Jameis Winston stays healthy, this isn't over on, what are they at, eight and a half? Uh, yes. For me, eight and a half. Uh, this is definitely an over for me. That's going to be the question, though. They stay healthy. Can they bring it all together? Um, so I, 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 will, I will go with the over. I, I have a lot of hope for this team. Chris Olave was one of my I, this receiving core that was in this last draft was so phenomenal. Uh, Chris Olave is such a damn good player. He is so good mm-hmm. at football, and his ability surpasses even receivers that are already in the league. I expect him to make an immediate impact. And they have four really solid receivers: Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, Mar- Marquez Callaway are wonderful receivers. I'm very excited to watch this team. I like James Winston, and I think this team is going to have success. I'm going on the over with eight and a half. Uh, Trevor, let's go to you next. All right. So, I mean, for me, obviously, you know, the Saints always are a team that gets very much respect because when I watch them play, they always seem to play very well. Uh, the games I happen to see them, obviously, the two games against well, two games against the Bucks last year played very well, won both of them, and that was the same thing the year before. It, it just for me, I, I think I just had a higher opinion of the Saints last year than really anyone else, and I always was like worried. I was like. Just thinking, like, if the Saints make the playoffs, 
I'd rather play most other teams outside of the Rams. It always seems the like that they beat the Bucks. Yeah. Like no matter what. Yeah. It's Which like wow. There was the one game. What was the one game last year? It was like it was like thirty to nothing. Oh, it was, yeah, and yeah, like it, 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 the Saints aren't weren't even a good team last year. They they, they were fine. They were in the middle. But, yeah. But they just destroyed the Bucks. Record wise, yeah, record wise they weren't. But like the Saints, like their defense is always really solid. Their defense is always really solid. I, you know, the stats might not even say they're like a top five, top eight defense. But I always like when I watch them, their defense always seems to get pressure on the quarterback. They always seem to, you know, find a way to intercept the quarterback. I mean, Cameron Jordan was really good last year. I, I guess you know you have him, you have C.J. Gardner Johnson, you have Marshawn Lattimore, like. They have a lot of really good players on the defensive side of the football that they're going to always be in games, I think, most of the time, which is going to give them a chance. Now, James Winston, obviously, you know, was injured, didn't get to play much last year. Now, he's, you know, we assume he'll he'll be the starter for the foreseeable future for this season, at least. Um, and we'll, we're going to have to see how that's going to play out. Obviously, mm-hmm. losing Sean Payton, how are they going to kind of craft this offense? Are they going to, like, in a sense, take the training wheels off of James Winston? Are they going to let him throw the ball more? Are they just going to, like, you know, do a run-heavy offense and just, like, occasionally give him these little plays? Um, So I I would like to see James Winston really be given a good shot, like, with down-the-field throwing. I want to see what he can do um, because I think he has the potential to be pretty pretty decent. Now, the other piece to the Saints is obviously Alvin Kamara. We don't know what's going to happen as far as the discipline. Uh, in the off season, you yeah. know what's going to happen there. Obviously, he's a really good player, but yeah, I think overall the Saints are a really solid team as far as the eight and a half number. Mm, I, I think I lean over. I think they were nine and eight last year. I think they could probably go nine and eight again. So that's what I would probably say for the Saints. I, I two things Ben before I throw this over to you. I, I have two more little comments I want to make. Number one is they have prepped much better in a backup quarterback position this year, signing the Red Rocket Benny uh, Andy Dalton, <laughs> who. More than formidable backup quarterback. Red Rifle, but nice try. Oh, it's Red Rifle. Yes. All right, it's the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton. <laughs> um, so definitely, I mean, my whole point, though, is that they, they prepped much better in case of an injury this year. Um, the other thing is, the last time James Winston had a full season, he led the league in touchdowns. Now, granted, I understand he led the <laughs> you league. You forgot something. He, he led the league in interceptions as well. Yeah. But, nevertheless, I mean, throwing 30 touchdowns is nothing to sneeze at at all. So it, think about how much better this offense is than that Bucks offense that had no running backs. Yes, it had Godwin and Evans, um, which were good throwing threats. Um, but it, that offense wasn't as good as it is today. Um, and this offense, they have now a wonderful O-line, a young tight end prospect who's great, multiple fabulous receivers, Alvin Kamara, who's an animal, who's so good at football. Uh, he can kind of do a little bit of everything. So this is – I, I think this team has very good upside. Uh, for sure. Ben, let's pass it to you to, to finish it off. Yeah, they have potential. I mean, I, I think Jameis Winston's the second-best quarterback in this division, which is saying something. Yeah. Um, again, like, if he can stay healthy, he's a good quarterback. He's capable of putting up big numbers. Um, it, they have talent around them. Again, I mean, they, they're not in a great division. they got to play the Bucks twice a year, but like you said, they, they somehow always beat them. Um, so I, I do think they're a good team, and I could absolutely see them winning nine games. So, yeah, if, if the over-under is eight, like, I'll take the over. I think they can go nine and eight. Um, again, it's going to depend on Jameis Winston staying healthy, and he's had issues staying healthy throughout his career, but he's a capable quarterback. They do have a solid backup in Andy Dalton, the red rifle, not rocket. Nice try. You act like you, you know all these NFL facts, and you don't even know his name. <laughs> Dude's a Pro Bowl-level quarterback that you can't even know his he's name. He's a Pro Bowl-level quarterback at this point in his career? Well, he was like seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he, he is, uh, Jameis Winston's a, a very capable starting quarterback, so I expect them to be fine. 
Um, again, I, they're they're a well-run organization. They always seem to have um, a potential to be a, a, a solid team. So I expect them, you know, no different this year. They can at least go uh, five hundred if they really want to. So next up here we have the Atlanta Falcons. They went seven and ten last year, um, and this team, in my opinion, got way worse. Uh, this team is not a good football team. Uh, losing, obviously, Matt Ryan, their franchise quarterback for, I feel like it's been like 12, 13 years or something of him being there. Maybe I'm like way overestimating it. Uh, brought them to a Super Bowl. Should have probably went, won that Super Bowl. They, you know, threw that a little. They chopped that one up. Um, you remember that one, sadly, Trevor? I mean, do you remember who won? I, of course I remember that one. Of course. I had to throw you a little bone. A little bone. <laughs> um, you look at this team. Uh, quarterback is definitely going to be the big question mark. Desmond Ritter, uh, high pick. When did, when did he, was he first round? Third. Third round. Um, Marcus Mariota they signed from the Raiders um, are these great options no but uh, we'll see maybe Ritter can can develop maybe Marcus Mariota can go back to a, a you know a more elite form that he was at not in the NFL so in college yeah, in Oregon yeah um, Cordell Patterson I like a lot they drafted Drake London uh, not a very uh, depth heavy wide receiver core or running back core um, their O line to me doesn't look special at all. Uh, Kyle Pitts seemed like he had flashes of greatness. We'll have to see. Uh, we go to the defense, and this is uh, quite the defense, Trevor. I don't know if you're looking at the depth chart right now. Uh, this defense doesn't look good at all. Four and a half is their over-under. I don't have any faith in this team. Um, and uh, I, I think they, they could very well finish last in this division. Yeah. I, I, I think they have the worst quarterback situation in the division, which really says a lot considering what's going on in Carolina right now. Um, I, I don't have any faith in this team. I think four and a half is a very generous prediction. I'm going on the under on four and a half. Isn't that crazy? How can you go under on a four and a half, Trevor? Well, Brandon, I think I agree with you because I think the Atlanta Falcons might be the worst team in the NFL next year. I mean, just going through kind of the depth chart offense and defense on the offensive side, a lot of young players. I mean, it's either going to be Marcus Mariota or it's going to be the rookie Desmond Ritter. And, you know, maybe Desmond Ritter eventually could be pretty decent, but uh, with this Falcons offense and offensive line, that's eh, not very good. Yes, they have Cordero Patterson. That's kind of the, I guess, the, the brightest light in their offense currently. I mean, Kyle Pitts as well, you could say. But Cordero Patterson, you know, the Swiss Army knife for the offense. And then you have Kyle Pitts. Yeah, you'll see some good flashes here or there from those guys. But still early. They still need some years to develop. And then you look at the defense uh, again. I mean, this might be one of the worst it, this is probably the worst defense in the league it might be um just looking at like they called in this article I'm reading they called AJ Terrell an elite cornerback I I guess maybe I don't know I don't know if he's elite he's he's their best cornerback I don't know if he's elite in the NFL in general though um but yeah the Falcons don't have a very good defense uh, their offense is very young they're either going to be playing a rookie or they're going to be playing Marcus Mariota who's been a backup essentially all of his career outside of like the one season in Tennessee so yeah, don't think the Falcons are going to be very good. Um, I also take the under of the four and a half. I think it's going to be, yeah, probably three or four games, and they might have uh, might have the number one pick next year, so that could potentially help them out. Uh, ben, what do you think about the Falcons? Yeah, I mean, they have they have weapons on the offense. Again, they have Cordell Patterson, they have Calvin Ridley. Um, the issue is they have two quarterbacks in either Desmond Ritter or Marcus Mariota that neither one are known for their accuracy, so they might have trouble getting people the ball and getting those weapons the ball. They're not a good team. Um, four and a half is, is it, it, it like hurts me to take an under a four and a half because it's the NFL. Like you should be able to win four or five games. 
and I've said and I'm a fan of a team that won like two games like three years ago. But I, I do think that it's hard for me to take the under at, at four and a half. So I'll take the over. I think they can win five games. They're not going to be good. But you're playing the Panthers twice. Like you could win two games against the Panthers maybe. Um, I, I, I agree that this might be the worst team in this division. might be the worst team in the NFL. But it's hard for me to take an under at four and a half. So I, I think that they can win five games. But it's going to be an ugly five games if they win them. They're not a good team. Any game that they win is probably going to be an ugly looking game. Yeah, I, I agree. It's... That team's rough, but look, let's let's go to another team that looks quite rough. Um, but I will say, has some talent in different places. The Carolina Panthers, who finished last uh, in the division last season at five and twelve, they're over under this year. Let's see wherever it is. Carolina Panthers six and a six half. And a half. Um, so they think they're going to do better. Um, and let's let's break this down a little bit. They they got the Baker Mayfield stakes. They paid almost nothing for a quarterback that has no value. Um, and honestly, anyone who was going to get Baker for like a fifth round pick was kind of a perfect deal um, because you're pretty much given nothing up uh, for one year of paying him way less than what he's worth. So great, great uh, ordeal there for them. They, of course, have Christian McCaffrey if he stays healthy, one of the best running backs in the league. Um, Robbie Anderson, Terrence Marshall Jr., DJ Moore, their, their wide receiver trio that I do actually like a lot. Um, you look at their own, I signed Bradley Bozeman from the Ravens, who I personally love. Uh, Cade Mays was a, a draft pick this year. Pat Eflin, who was a, an old first-round draft pick out of Ohio State. Um, and then Ikem Ikwanu from NC State was their first-round pick this year. Um, so excited to see this offensive line. I think this has much more hope. Uh, and they definitely did some investing on the offensive line. You look at their defense um, and some, some interesting guys on the defense. Brian Burns, uh, of course, a high pick. Um, Shaq Thompson, really good player, is currently listed as out. Don't know where that is. J.C. Horn from South Carolina, um, who's a wonderful player. They have some people on this team that are not bad. And I think if they make the right quarterback decision, look, I mean, we can all agree, I think that Baker's better than Darnold and Darnold sinks. Sorry, Ben, your, your lookalike's awful. Um, <laughs> what I think is going to happen is they're going to play Darnold at the start of the season, and then after, like, two games, Baker will become the starter. I'm calling that now on the podcast. And they're going to make a horrible decision that leads to a much better decision. Uh, while I've tracked Baker Mayfield quite often on this podcast, he will not do well either, um, but he will do better than Darnold. I see this team doing decent to bad. Uh, it's not going to be a great team. Six and a half. I'll go on the over. I'll go seven or eight wins for them. Uh, they won't be 500, but this team has enough talent, and if they can stay healthy, uh, to, be, to be better than at least the, uh, the, the Falcons. I, I think they could win like seven games with this team. Um, and, and come out not looking so bad. Ben, we're going to go to you next. Well, what do you think about the Carolina Panthers, Baker Mayfield's new home for his progressive commercials? I think that, I think this team's terrible. I think they're terrible. Um, I do think Baker Mayfield's an upgrade from Sam Darnold just because I think he's a better playmaker. He can make plays with his feet better than Sam Darnold can. Um, and, yeah, Sam Darnold just hasn't panned out as an NFL quarterback. So I, I do think if they play Baker Mayfield for most of the games, that is an upgrade at the quarterback position. Again, I, th- I expect, like you said, Brandon, to – have Sam Darnold be the, the week one starter. But either situation, probably not great for them. Even though, again, I, I cannot stress this enough, according to Browns, Browns fans at this time last year, the Panthers now have the best quarterback in the AFC North. So let's not forget that. Yeah. Baker Mayfield was the best quarterback in the he AFC was. North this time last year. So that is a pretty solid quarterback. He was easily better than... than yeah, I mean, I mean, he was Joe like Burrow a top, he was a top to five, six quarterback at yeah, this point yeah, last year. So Better than Joe Burrow went to Super Bowl. Better than Lamar Jackson won yeah. an MVP award. Better than Ben Roethlisberger, who's been multiple Pro Bowls. So let's not forget that Baker Mayfield is is a very good quarterback, according to people in Northeast Ohio. But I mean, the team's not good. They don't have a they don't have a bunch of talent. 
Um, I expect them to be not very good at all. Six and a half, I'm going to take the under. I, I think that they could absolutely be the worst team in, in this division. Again, the Falcons are terrible, but this team's not much better. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think they're better than the Falcons. Um, looking looking at their team on paper, I think they definitely have uh, more more weapons than the Falcons do. I mean, looking at their offense, Brandon pretty much mentioned it. Like, you have Christian McCaffrey, one of the best running backs. You have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, uh, Baker Mayfield's at least like a I don't know. He's a I guess he's a mediocre quarterback, but he's still better than whoever the Falcons are going to throw out there. He's better than Mariota. I agree with that. And he's going to be better than Ritter. Ritter's going to be a rookie, so you know. He's going to be better yeah, maybe, than him. Maybe Desmond Ritter's the, the next MVP running quarterback. Who knows? Like Lamar. He, he, might, he might be really good. I actually think... I might. actually like Ritter. I'm it's surprised you don't like him as much. I know Cincinnati people don't like him for whatever reason. He's all right. Um, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they like him. I, I just think he's not very accurate. And accuracy is the most important thing that you need in a quarterback. But we've um, seen, like... To me, he's so much like Lamar. and Even more like Jalen Hurts, who I, I really like Jalen Hurts, too. You look at Lamar, who's like developed his accuracy so much more over over the season, and he's or over his seasons, and even like in his first year, he his completion percentage was like fifty four percent or something, and it drastically improved. Like I, I really feel like Riddler can take the same steps Lamar did and be a pretty solid quarterback. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I do expect him to be the starting quarterback probably by the end of the year. I think they're going to yeah. lose patience on yeah. Mariota, but I mean, we'll see. I have no idea. Another thing is, and I think this is this is, I can't overstate this enough. The, the, when you get a quarterback like that where they play a different style, it's a team transitional change. Yeah. It is not a one-year thing. So I, I'm interested to see like how we look back at Ritter in like two, three years where they change the team. Because like Patterson's a good piece, um, but they need blocking receivers, blocking tight ends, uh, more run-heavy uh, offensive line in order to make that work. So I'm, I'm very interested to see how that works. Sorry for the little tangent about the no, but Falcons I th- again. I do. I think that offense could, like, in a couple of years, like, with him, Patterson, and Kyle Pitts, and then, like, if they get, you know, a couple other guys, and the most important thing is going to be their offensive line. They're, they have to really develop their offensive line. It has to become really solid in order for the offense to work. Obviously, offensive line's very important. Ben would know that uh, better, yes. better than anyone. Um, but yeah, so it's gonna be interesting with the Panthers again. I think they have more weapons than the Falcons on defense. Their defense is also better. You know, J.C. Horn I think is gonna end up being a really good player. Um, you know, he's still very. It's only second year, but you have him. You have some other options on the defense that are pretty good. So you know, six and a half over under. Um, the division isn't uh, that great. Again, they can get a game or two against the Falcons. Maybe they can steal one against the Saints. Maybe they can even beat the Bucks. Who knows? Um, looking at their the other uh, teams on their schedule, it looks like they play the NFC West, NFC West, which is a pretty tough division to play. And they also play the AFC North, yep. which is also a tough division. So, you know, pretty pretty tough schedule, actually, dis- uh, despite the fact that the division isn't very good for the Panthers. So looking at six and a half, I don't know. I would I would kind of lean six games would be my guess for them, six and 11, which would be an improvement because the last three seasons in a row, they've only won five games each of those seasons. So if they get six, hey, that's an improvement for you Panthers fans. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I would be excited as a Panthers fan. I feel like this is the first year where the potential is up. Now, granted, they're not going to be great at all. They need a quarterback that can really play well. Um, maybe I'm wrong about Baker Mayfield. He flourishes in his offense, but I'll tell you this: he had a perfect scenario in Cleveland, and he was terrible. So if that tells you, yeah, anything. he was he was all right. Uh, yeah, I, shouldn't, but, I shouldn't say he's terrible. But right? if you're in a, right. but if you're in a perfect scenario, yeah. you should be great. Yes. And he was just all right in the yeah. perfect scenario. So yeah. But I think that kind of wraps up the pod for today. Um, our first in-person podcast since March of twelve. Technically second. We were on five seconds of fame. Uh, so if you want to hear about Little Big Brother, go listen to that. But I, I mean, this kind of wraps it up, gentlemen. 
Again, Trevor, I, I want this recorded on the pod. Thank you so much for hosting all of us, having us all here, bringing us around. You were just a phenomenal host. Thank you. You're the best. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, Scott, 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 you have to say anything a little bit? Anything you want to say to wrap up the pod? No, it was always great being on. Of course, of course. Benny, anything else you'd like to say? I love Chicago. It's the greatest city in the world. <laughs> yes, sir. It, Chicago is great, but we'll, we'll wrap it up there uh, today. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. Of course, subscribe to all of our podcasts, Five Seconds of Fame, um, the AA team, which will come out tomorrow. Um, we're very excited for all those podcasts. A lot of great stuff happening in Big Brother, so Five Seconds of Fame, definitely. Like If you if you didn't go listen to our last one, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, Trevor, tell what, what are they doing? I don't know. I mean, Big Brother, you got to give it a try. We talked about it on the pod. Like, on the surface, you see the mar- you see the marketing, you see the promotion. It seems like a very corny show. Just give it a chance. Just one episode. Give it a chance. If you don't like it, you don't have to, fin- you don't have to keep watching. But give it a chance. You might really like it. 100%. But, um, yeah. With that being said, of course, uh, subscribe. Leave a five-star review on this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at The Small Ball. You can stay up to date when we go live with all of our podcasts on our platform. Um, But, yeah, thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons.